0: You're listening to the Platte River Bard.
1: Hello, hello, and welcome to the Platte River Bard. This is Chris Berger.
0: And I'm Sherry Berger.
1: And we are here today with Fran Salou, the Executive Artistic Director of Circle Theatre, Thank you very much, Fran, for talking with us today. Oh, yes, it's an honor. You. Thanks for letting, having me on.
0: It's so great to have you on. It, it's We have planned this before the dark year, Yes, and I'm just so happy that we're getting a chance to do this now, and I'm so happy that you're back.
1: Yes. Me too. Yeah, we're glad to be back. We're a 38-year-old theater company, All right. been around since 1983. I have not been running the organization since 1983, <laughs> All right, uh, yeah. but uh, been there for five years, and it's a great Omaha institution, yes. the first independent theater company within the uh, Omaha community. It so was the first, okay. The, the very first. There, you know, there was that little theater movement um, that we had in the city okay. in the eighties and before. You had you had the three big ones. You had the Playhouse. You had what was then called the Emmy Gifford, and you had the Firehouse and the upstairs dinner theater. And around the eighties, there were a group of students from the University of Nebraska Omaha who decided that they loved working together and they did not want to go to New York and they didn't want to go to LA. So they formed this company, it was called Circle Theater and it was originally at Joe and Judy's Cafe in Benson. That's where we got our start. We're not there today, but that's the that's the history. And uh, the, the same core ran it for a very, very long time. And I am the sec, I'm that next generation uh, that, that was joined as a company member in the 1990s. And, Doug and Laura Marr ran it for many years. Laura is still around. Doug passed away almost a year ago. So I'm happy to carry on that legacy.
0: Wonderful. So they were kind of also doing the same thing as the dinner house or the firehouse theater. They were doing dinner as well as theater together.
1: They they were doing dinner and theater together. And they really, they had created a whole series of plays uh, around a diner. And they created this Phil's Diner series. Oh, cool. And it was like an episodic adventure. You'd go and have dinner and meet Phil. And and then later on, this is how I joined the company. I wasn't around during those Phil Diner years. Okay. They started doing inclusive theater, and theater that included individuals with different abilities and disabilities. And when I took the helm in 2016, almost five years now, I looked around and I talked with the board and said, there's really no one handling and doing that inclusive piece in the way that I wanted to do it. Mm -hmm. And so we really zoomed in on that and have taken the theater to, I think, an exciting level. So I'm happy for that.
0: That's also led into you working with the Rose Theater as well.
1: Right. And I've been at the Rose, so I, I, you know, this is the greatest thing about Omaha is that it is a place where you can make things happen. Uh, And I've been around a long time, 25 years in the field, worked a lot of different places. And Omaha is where I grew up and came into my own. And then I went away and came back. But the thing about Omaha is they will welcome you with open arms if you're from here or you're not from here and you're able to have your hand in many different places. So yes, my other day job, I like to call it, is Director of Accessibility at the Rose Theater, where my job there, kind of like at the Circle, is to tear down barriers, real Mm -hmm. and perceived. So we create educational programming at the Rose for students ages pre-K to 18. And I, I do all of that inclusive work with an amazing staff of people. Um, our education department has a wonderful education director by the name of Jackie Kappas, and she allows us to create inclusive work, and as well as the artistic director, Matt Guczyk. But the great thing about there is that the Rose handles and works with children up to the age of 18. And at the Circle, at 18 to whenever, oh, we right. go on yeah. and we move, we move forward. And yeah. so we've created this opportunity yeah. so that after you... Age out of one, you move into the other. That's great. That is really neat.
0: Yeah, that is great. And you are still doing, well, you're using a couple different venues right now for the shows that are coming up. And I guess we can get to that. Mm -hmm. Um, Because you normally are using, I believe it's a church area. Yep.
1: Hanscom Park United Methodist Church is our home base. We work in collaboration with that wonderful progressive congregation nice um and uh, it's at 44th and francis which is right off center street uh near near the neighborhood of where the greek islands is if anyone is familiar it's a few blocks i mean i'm really not a directional person you couldn't walk (laughs) from the greek islands to the church without having quite a schlep but it's it's close it's close okay and so yeah that's where we are but we also hop around and and collaborate with other institutions so the okay. first show that's coming back our first show since 2019 Oof. all together now all right is a worldwide musical theater event oh, nice. uh, where theaters all over the world are coming back and coming back in full force mm-hmm. so the licensing company music theater international that handles the rights for many of America's great musical theater gems is given theaters an opportunity to do a whole musical review for free, royalty free. It's expensive to do yeah. musicals. Wow. So yes. we have brought, uh, had an uh, audition, and many of our Circle Theater regulars and new friends have come to join us to create these musical theater reviews where we will see musical numbers from Fiddler on the Roof, Hairspray, High School Musical. And uh, it's all done royalty free, so this is a fundraiser for Circle Theater, big time. Because and we're very excited. So you can go to our website, Circle Theater Omaha, Circle Theater Omaha. That's important. dot org, and click to buy tickets. And tickets are eighteen dollars for seniors, twenty dollars for adults and military, and fifteen dollars for children through the under the age of eighteen. And uh, you can go to, again, circletheateromaha.org, and the cast is fantastic. And um, when we leaned into that inclusive mission, our mission at Circle Theater is to offer differently-abled individuals chances to create theater in a barrier-free environment. So we create theater at our highest level and create a process where individuals with different abilities or disabilities, whatever term you like to use, Mm to create a process that allows them to work the way that they need to work to be successful. Mm-hmm. So we rehearse not a long time, but longer than s- some of the other theaters in town. Some theaters do six weeks for a musical. Yes. We might take 12 and do a few nights a week and kind of scaffold that experience mm-hmm. to give people okay. a chance to get the skills that they need. But the product is the same. We've created yeah. this high quality product. We call it product the, the product at our highest level. We're not going to compete with the other institutions in town. I'm not about like, competing who is better. That's, that's not what this is about. It's no. about giving all the opportunities to anyone who wants it. Yes. From you know adult, from 18 years old, maybe a little younger, all the way to whenever. Age doesn't matter. Yeah. So come on and join us.
0: So that one is being directed by your associate director, yes. Angela Dasher.
1: Angela Dasher. Uh, she's a fabulous educator. <laughs> and theater professional, uh, grad, uh, masters of arts from the University of Southern Oregon in theater education and worked at the Oregon. She worked at the Oregon Shakespeare Festival. And for a long time, she mm. was the award-winning theater educator at Mercy High School. Mm. And she retired from that. And the theater bug was still in her. And mm. I've known Angela for 25 years because we had the same mentor in college. Yeah. We went to college at different times and our paths crossed because of the same mentor. and. He passed, but before he passed, he said he would love for us to work together again. And, and then when this position opened up, Circle Theater is growing and was growing. I needed another person to help out. And she is a great compliment to me because she has all the skills that I don't have. But we share the same passion for yeah. including everyone in what it is that we do. And she's doing a fantastic job.
0: Oh, that's great. So this this particular production is just doing a lot of different songs and does it have scenes in it as well? There are small
1: scenes, small vignettes, but it's really focusing on the songs. And And what we've told the actors is no one is playing a particular character in a number. We're hearing the music. And so you can just close your eyes and feel like you're hearing this music on the radio and it takes you back to a time that is pre-pandemic. That's the whole idea between this worldwide event. And to my knowledge, Circle Theater is the only theater in this region doing this event but this is a whole worldwide event that this weekend the weekend of November 13th all over the world people are doing this same production
0: wow okay and as cool. a
1: fundraisers to bring theater back
0: yeah. yes so are you so you're offering it I'm sorry I didn't see the times on this
1: yes yeah, 7 p.m. okay on November 13th it's a we're doing a one night only performance okay As a, so and so all together now, 44th and Francis at the Hanskin Park United Methodist Church and uh, 7 p.m. And you can get tickets, circletheateromaha.org.
0: Okay. And we'll put the link in our show notes For as sure. well. For sure. So, yeah, you've got a busy weekend. So then the next night you're doing When We Go Away. Yes.
1: yes. Now, this just shows the variety of what it is that we do. Yeah. We are about including differently abled individuals or mm-hmm. individuals with disabilities but it's not as though we always need to do plays about disability because right. I agree and I, I believe that individuals with disabilities, and by the way, for those that haven't met me, I am someone with a disability. I have cerebral palsy, three months premature, and cerebral palsy, or CP for short, is, an, is a disability mm-hmm. that has to do with the way your brain functions. So And that can manifest itself in different ways. So the signals to my brain don't tell tell my feet to move in a different way and I use forearm crutches to mm. to navigate about okay yeah. and the reason I say that is that I found theater at a young age and it was a way for me to find my people yeah. and my crowd but people ask all the time have you always do you just play characters that have to do with disability and the mm. answer to that is i've never done that Mm-hmm. Um yeah. and so when I took over Circle Theater, I really, really wanted to create opportunities just for individuals with disabilities to be around and to engage with dynamic stories mm-hmm. that could be about disability, but they didn't have to be. Right. Yeah. And go ahead, Chris, you better. Yeah, be no, efficient. and I I I love that idea and just 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 cast it. It doesn't you mm-hmm. you don't have to cast oh well this the part does doesn't say that this this person's disabled so I can't cast a tables no no yeah you can it's just yep. they're a disabled person and they're right. in a the show and they're a person right. it's just like yeah I absolutely love that that is perfect thank you yeah I I, I think it's something that not everybody thinks about exactly. I don't walk around uh, I I don't walk around saying oh look at me I'm on crutches I have to do this you know 95 percent of the time it doesn't come up um but the holocaust piece when we go away is important because it highlights a period in our history that should never have happened and can some ways still happen sadly but and i just wanted to let your listeners know in five years and maybe even less than five years we will not have on this earth any holocaust survivor Mm -hmm. they are leaving us yeah uh, at an alarming rate yeah and so we are doing our part at circle theater to preserve the stories and what we do the best things that we do at circle are in collaboration or what I like to call co-creation with others and for a long time I've worked uh, with an organization the Institute for Holocaust Education and they exist in omaha to preserve and tell the stories of nebraska-based holocaust survivors and this play when we go away is a a testament of that two years ago before the pandemic we had had this play written by omaha playwright J.R. dawson who herself is jewish and she is a a dynamic writer and she wanted to create this story and approach the institute and the institute had worked with me and so we talked and said it was a good idea. Had the reading all done, we were going to do it in two thousand and twenty, and then it's the last thing we did. Shut it down. So yeah. it took two years, mm-hmm. but we we are here, and it tells the story of six survivors: Doctor Fred Cater, uh, Miss Rachel Rosenberg, Kitty Williams, and Helena Tishauer. And these individuals know each other now, but they did not know each other mm-hmm. during the war, but. It asks the question for young audiences and for, fam, uh, for teens, ages 11, individuals 11 and up, who's going to tell our story when we go away? Yeah. It's only you who can tell our story. Mm-hmm. So this is a, a play that will have its premiere at the JCC on the 14th uh, with a musical score written by Omaha composer Mark Kurtz. Uh, with music performed by members of the Omaha Symphony Orchestra, mm. a four-member quartet that will be recorded. And we are professionally recording it to go out into schools digitally. Originally, we were supposed to have a, a state tour. Mm-hmm. COVID and a thing called Delta halted that. Yeah. But we, we pivoted like everybody else, yeah. and we are going to professionally film it so that it can go out into schools and it okay. will have sign language interpreting for uh the the deaf community to uh learn and and understand as well
0: yeah very excited and this isn't your first as i recall and my my memory's a little foggy but this isn't the first partnership that you've had with the jewish community center for a a play right
1: no no i as an individual artist i worked with them and i worked for the anti-defamation league for a long time, for 10 years, we've done plays about cyber bullying. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. I did uh, a few Holocaust pieces, one called Hana Suitcase, which is about a girl yeah. in Nova Mesto and a Holocaust center in Tokyo, Japan. And five years ago, when I started at Circle Theater, we commissioned a play called My Broken Doll, which is the story of Beatrice Karp, who was another Holocaust survivor who lived in Nebraska. She has since passed away, but her her, her 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 daughter and be collaborated on an autobiography that we turned into a play with Chicago based playwright Ernie Nolan who is running Nashville Children's Theater and that play is being public, is published by Dramatic Publishing Company mm-hmm. and I actually get phone calls in fact I'm talking to a young artist this week who needs some advice about producing the play so that play gets produced and that's the exciting thing about doing what I do is that these plays have life beyond what we do with them.
0: Yeah.
1: And uh, that's that's exciting.
0: Yeah, it is really the one of the best ways to keep the stories alive. <laughs> and it just so happens, and maybe this is a side conversation, but it just so happens last night, I don't know if you saw the special on, on MSNBC, where we we're didn't. talking more about um, uh, some of the monuments in our country that and I know I'm kind of switching gears, but not really, of... Huh of the civil war mm-hmm. and you know, which monument should we, how should we remember it? And it kind of turns into the same thing about the Holocaust is what is the best way to remember it and honor it. And I think in our country, we're still trying to find our way on that, right. but for, for Germany and, and the rest of in the world, the world really, um, yeah. they've done a really good job of paving the way to figure out the best way to tell those stories
1: yeah i think they they really have and they um they've grappled with their past their, um yeah. and so that it they're hoping that it doesn't repeat itself and i mean this is a re, there's a line in the play uh that says there is only like 50 years between the two of the young audience that's going to see the play and the the survivors in the play so yeah. it yeah. didn't happen all that long ago no. right. And we talk about there are grainy photos and there are, there are movies, but what these survivors have done and all of these, this, the play is based on testimony. So if they weren't, some of these friends aren't, aren't with us here on Earth anymore, but they've, they've since passed, but it's all done with re- recordings and so all of it's done in their words.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And what they're saying is that they want us to know that it's not a picture. This really happened and and that um, it's not a story. It's a a true story. This isn't in the play, but somebody said to me once, the Holocaust isn't a fairy tale. No, it's not. No, This is not a fairy tale and it's important to remember. And for me, that's a particular passion area. So I was not, I'm not Jewish and I was raised Catholic and today I'm a Methodist, but there was a long time after i came back from a residency somewhere where i didn't know what i was or who i was or what i wanted to be grounded in i appreciate working within the jewish community because i think they i know that they understand what jesus was they they don't see him as the messiah but they they embody who he was and that, to me, is the most important. Mm-hmm. Um, not to to get all preachy. That that wasn't sure. the point. But sure. to understand that we need to be good to one another yeah. and yeah. meet each other where we are, and treat each other as human beings. Exactly. And that's really important. Yeah, it and is that's what, very
0: important. Yeah. And I, I would hope that I would hope that everyone can find that, regardless of. Of religion, yes. I would hope that we could all yeah. come to that yeah. basic understanding. Uh, but I know that you've done a lot of these these Jewish stories, and I think there was one that you were even touring for a while. Am yep, I correct? That was my
1: broken doll. Okay, yeah. that was okay. The- we toured across the state. Yeah, yeah. Okay. and that that's a very special story because Beatrice Carp, who that's her story. She was a a very dear friend and the first survivor that I got a chance to really know, and I got to she came to a an undergraduate class that i was in as a student and then our paths just kept crossing and i worked for 10 years doing running the intergenerational musical theater program at the jcc it's called the musical theater community acting group and even when the play wasn't of a jewish themed you know we would do oklahoma she would always come and she would say, I just love the way you work. I just love the aura of who you are. And so for me, it was an honor out of my first year at Circle Theater to really help craft this, the story of her life. Mm-hmm. Because B was a woman who, up until two weeks before she passed, she was telling her story to schools. And it was an honor to really craft a play that she signed off on that now others can do. And so she's not, she went away, she's not here, but Mm. her story goes on. And I I may never have children of my own, but you always think about at a certain age, you think about legacy. And this is an important part of my legacy. I, I feel really connected to these stories and I want people to hear them.
0: Yeah. No, that's wonderful. I'm so glad that you're doing it, and I'm so glad that Circle was able to, to come back and, and do things this year already. I know it's yeah. not been an easy uh, process, especially for the small co- theater community. But you've got some other things planned for this year as well. Yes. We yeah, okay, just yeah. We can briefly touch on those, because uh-huh. I know we want to revisit it. Yeah, right?
1: we want to come back and talk to you again, so yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, we've got uh, Gift of the Magi, the famous Christmas story by O. Henry. Okay. Uh, Two-person cast, December 11th, 12th, 18th, and 19th, and we're partnering with the Urban Abbey, which is a coffee shop, a non Methodist church coffee shop at 1026 Jackson Street, so 11th, 12th, 18th, and 19th all 7pm. That's in December, ring in the holidays. And then in February, we're doing Shakespeare's lovers directed by my associate Angela Dashner. Uh, It's the it's the stories, the love stories of Shakespeare um, told with a 20 person cast. Mm. It's all around the themes of love and takes his most famous plays, actors with simple costume pieces, dressed in black, and it was written by Lily Apple, who was the artistic director of the Oregon Shakespeare Festival, one of the premier Shakespeare festivals in the United States. As far as I know, this yeah. play is making its Omaha premiere. Nice. Mm. No, one, no one has ever done it. And sh- I, had, I had only heard of it. And it's something Angela wanted to do for a long, long time.
0: Oh, good. And
1: we had never, we talked about it and she gave it to me. And I said, oh, it's perfect. It's perfect. You should, you should do it. And so I'm really excited yeah. about it
0: oh wonderful oh what a great season i'm so glad that you're able to do these and just to even talk about you a little bit you were able to get your mfa from was it goddard
1: Yeah, well, you do your research. (laughs) (laughs) Goddard College, yep. Good old Goddard College. Plainville, Vermont. And I distinctly
0: remember, as we were having lunch a couple years ago, that you were telling me about how you uh, actually were able to finish that degree and the travel that was involved. And I actually thought that was really fascinating. Do you want to share some of that?
1: Sure, sure. Uh, Goddard College is the premier low-residency college in the United States Of America really the world it it allows you to study where you live I had gotten to a point in my career where I we all reach a ceiling Mm -hmm. so the proverbial ceiling I felt like I I hit it but I didn't know what to do next I knew I needed to further my education and but I was at a point where I had a, a career that I was pretty happy with newly married and the traditional go apply to X university and go live there and move and pack in your boxes yeah. and all yeah. that, it, was, it wasn't going to happen. It just sure. I, The universe was not leading me there. Right. And I had just done some research. I hired a, I, I ca- like to call it, I hired a consultant. I had a, a pre-midlife sort of <laughs> crisis, career crisis. Excellent. My, it, my career was really wonderful, but I just knew I had to do something. So I hired a consultant, <laughs> and we went on a, a sojourn to find schools. And wow. I ran across Goddard College in Plainfield, Vermont. And uh, the way that worked was that it's an MFA, Master of Fine Arts, which is the degree that I wanted, mm-hmm. in interdisciplinary arts. That meant that I could craft whatever I wanted with the number of faculty members that were there. Two and a half years, I spent 18 days um, divided in two on campus. Half one semester, half the other. Okay. Spend the beginning of your semester there. You'd go to wintery Vermont in January, oh. which is still very cozy. Yeah. Sunny Vermont in, in yeah. July. Nice. And then you work with a cohort of people, like-minded people, and advisors, and you'd craft a plan, and you'd say, okay, this semester, this is what I'm studying, and then you'd go home, and every three weeks, you'd turn in a packet of papers, readings, and all sorts of things, and you'd be in dialogue with your advisor, uh, like, for five times through the entire semester, and then you'd you'd get a a practicum project that you'd create, Mm -hmm. that's based on your studies, and then you put everything together in a thesis paper slash (laughs) portfolio, two and a half years, you'd get a degree. And it was perfect for me because I was able to, yeah, my career didn't stop.
0: Yeah. It
1: flourished. Mm-hmm. Okay. It flourished because I would not be at Circle Theater without it because it's that degree that made me realize what I really wanted to be was an artistic director. Mm-hmm. And this okay. is where I say to listeners, if you are really intentional about what you want or you listen to your inner voice, however you want to call it, God, what you know, who, whatever, label whatever you want, if you listen to that voice, anything can happen, and if you're just really open. And so I finished that degree, and Doug and Laura Marr take me to lunch at Upstream and say, we're ready to retire, and the board would like to hire you, and mm-hmm. here's, what, here's what it involves. And I said, let me talk, think, think about it, but... Signed on, and here we go. So yeah. it's 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 a wonderful thing the way the world sort of works that way.
0: Well, yeah. and your degree also worked really well because you were still doing theater at the same mm-hmm. time back yeah. here. Just you weren't doing it out there, so it, right. It was just you were still involved in that way.
1: Right, and so. I would bop around to like Washington D.C. This is the pre-times, remember? So you yeah. would yeah you'd you'd well, go you to do that. go to Arkansas, New York. I was able to um, really do all those things. And I need to shout out. To the rose too because mm-hmm. matt gutcheck who's the artistic director mm-hmm. and julie walker who's the managing director and then my former boss brian gehring and my current boss jackie kappas were instrumental in allowing me to do that they trusted enough to say yes you need to do that go out go out and do that and we'll be better for it and they came you know they allowed me to come back and back and forth i could not have done it without the support of those individuals. And at the same time, I got something and they got something because I met new people that I could then bring to them. So mm-hmm. we're widening the circle.
0: Right. Oh, that's great. Well, And they're just so wonderful down there at the Rose. I just love them.
1: Great people.
0: Yeah. Oh, well, thank you so much for talking to us about Absolutely. it. Absolutely. We're so excited for these two shows. Yeah, yeah. So, the, you've so, got yes. coming up. Well, all of them, but the ones that you're doing <laughs> November 13th and 14th.
1: Yep November, yep, November 13th, all together now, 7 p.m.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, and uh, at the Hanscom Park United Methodist Church, and when we go away, November 14th, uh, at the Jewish Community Center. I will say that at Hanscom Park, it is a, it is a Methodist Church. This is n- not a religious play. We're in residence there. But mm-hmm. as, of the, as of this recording, masts are required mm-hmm. at mm-hmm. Hanscom. At the Jewish Community Center, masts are encouraged. Okay. okay so um keeping keeping all of all of that in mind right. as we move ourselves through this pandemic yes God indeed
0: seems to change all the time
1: that's all right <laughs> we're we, we're getting good at becoming agile yeah. and move rolling forward. with the punishing yep. rolling yeah. with the punches here yeah. yes exactly
0: <laughs> fran such a pleasure to see you and talk to you yes as thank always. you sir thank you so much thank you Let's do it again okay Bye-bye. we will